Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Flimsy stands slowing you down? Well, it's time to upgrade. Armadillo builds durable North American-made tablet stands and kiosks. We're so confident, we offer a lifetime warranty. So, elevate your business and visit armadillo.com. That's A-R-M-O-D-I-L-O.com and use code ACAST for 5% off. Armadillo, built to last, designed to impress. He's probably looking at the headlines and saying, these are unfair, I'm a more complicated person than that, my life has been more complicated than that, and that's undoubtedly true. Yeah. I mean, everybody's life is more complicated than can be said in a thousand words in the Irish Times or in the Sunday world. But, you know, doesn't mean that the headline in the, in the Irish Times or in the Sunday world of him being the cartel's number one man in Ireland is untrue. It is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Nicola Tallent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. Kinnahan cartel boss Ross Browning has turned poet in an effort to explain what lured him to a life on the wrong side of the tracks. Browning, who's just lost his vast home in North Dublin to the Criminal Assets Bureau after it was deemed the proceeds of crime, has penned a number of ditties and used them to accompany a social media blitz to show off his fitness skills. Browning previously attempted to cut ties with the cartel and embrace a vegan Zen lifestyle, which sources say relates to his struggles over a mob punishment beating that went wrong. However, he also remains a person of interest in a number of investigations relating to hitmen for hire used by the Kinahan organisation and the ongoing probe into the scale of its drugs and weapons arm. Today, I'm talking with Niall Donald about the cartel Oddbot and his efforts to go from hard man to barred man. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Take your head out of your phone. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> totally welcome back. Well, thank you very much, Nicola. Yeah. Yeah. Was there anybody? Um, you didn't get to bully anybody sufficiently no, in my no, absence? No, I was absolutely like lost Were you? in space. Yeah. Trying to see that's the difficulty of you had to be polite and, and you know, considerate and interested in the people you were talking to. I do definitely handle people differently, but I yeah. was thinking of this really funny joke I have, yeah, right? Go on. Would you like your own show? Well, I would like my own show, yeah. I think, I, well, it's the public want me to have my own show. But this is going to be one of these uncomfortable silences. Come back. Now I'm back. You See, again, Nicola, 
I've been away. For anyone just, just listening on audio, I just which, wheeled which myself is, Which is the, the majority of your listeners, by the way. Yeah. I've just not seen your great joke there at all. <laughs> because you're a minority of people who watch you on YouTube. But the vast majority... Ask Cloda, of... like, <laughs> Did you like that, Cloda? She says, yeah. She said, yeah, does she? Yeah, does she, that's, she tells yeah, lies. Yeah, she does. She lies for a living, actually. She keeps like you happy. Anyway, a few things. Um, so... What I wanted to ask you was, yeah, how are you getting on, like, presenting on your own? You're doing really well, because I was listening to a few of them. Thank and you very much. Yeah. You're, you're very good. But we were, myself and Cloda were discussing your intros. Yeah. And so. I thought you have them down to a fine, you have the writing of them down to a fine tune. Yeah. But I think you read them as if somebody <laughs> is pointing a double barrel <laughs> shotgun at your head. See, I'm, I'm she better. She thought you read them as if you're, you're you're doing a kind of like a funeral, you know, like you know, dirge, Saint Paul kind of a, to the Corinthians. Yeah, yeah. Kind of the most boring voice in the world is well, just, the Father you're Ted. Type. When you talk, when you're reading something out, it's just all. Yeah, I just feel that the spotlight it gets on top yeah. of me, you know. So maybe anyway, I need to be bullied into into you do, life as you well. Need, yeah, you just need me knocking around, even if I wheel my chair over. Yeah, yeah. but um. Now, the other thing I wanted to ask was the the latest selfie. What happened? Well, I got a, yeah, somebody uh, asked me for a selfie in Dublin Airport. So that's that's it. I was just telling you. Um, yeah. And he he was at the show actually. He, oh, he, he, okay. yeah, another he. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he was very nice. But uh, yeah, my kids, of course, were there with me. <laughs> no, they no. They were just they, like they displayed the same attitude. Towards me as you do, which is <laughs> <laughs> a mixture of shock and raw humor. Yeah. So they they actually took the selfie. Oh, they <laughs> <laughs> while laughing and laughing and laughing. That's hilarious. That Isn't is it? very funny. I would have laughed with them. I yes, guess, they were nearly. Them. They could barely stand stand still. They were laughing so much. So that's yeah. It's fame. So it's tough. Yeah. You know. Did I'm you appealing have any for privacy. Experiences on the air airplane because I do have to tell you. I've been dying to tell you this for ages. Go on. But um, when I was flying a couple of months ago, yeah. I, I'm i not being paid, by the way, just in case anybody <laughs> thinks by any airline company, but I do prefer... Not even through a little barter account or anything? Not else. through a barter account, no. Nobody yeah. sponsors me. I'm not just... Yeah. If anybody would like to, they just have to pick up the phone. It's fine. I'm prepared yeah. to sell my soul. But anyway, I was on Aer Lingus, which I always like, just as a passenger sitting on the whole experience is just so much nicer than Aer Lingus. And I've always, like from as a child, there's something about getting on an Aer Lingus flight, isn't there? They're always so friendly. Yeah. Anyway, I met this really nice air hostess called Jenny. Yeah. And I was going working on something and we got chatting and she was just absolutely lovely. And just as I was getting off the flight, yeah. she knew I was working. So she'd made me a packed lunch Aww. and she gave me my packed Aww. lunch going off. It was so sweet, go. actually. She was really, really nice. And I thought she was, she embodied what her lingus kind of Yeah, is. you see, this is what, this is how showbiz and motoring journalists get Treated throughout their whole careers. Why are we not motoring journalists? Yeah, I don't well, know. You because you can't drive. <laughs> so mostly crime reporters get a mixture of threats and legal letters. Yeah, that's it. No, we should. Lunches. Yeah, we yeah. really made mistakes yeah. early on. We did. In the whole thing, didn't we? It's too late now, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. but, at, but at the same time, we're about to celebrate the whole 50th birthday of the Sunday World. We're having a yeah. show. We're having a party in the Sugar Club and listeners can enter for tickets. Actually, yeah. we've only got a few to give away because it's, it really is a big kind of a, 
a yeah. media event, the 50th birthday, and we're going to do a, a live show. Another live show, Another yeah. Another shameful yeah. exercise in um, taking the piss out of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, don't worry, I'll, I've got a month to plan. I'm working really hard on it, yeah. basically, on, on what I'm going to say about you. Um, and what else, what other business had we to do before we... No, I think that's Move it. Onwards. I think that's it. Um, do you always eat um, sushi and Japanese with a knife and fork? I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, I've always, I ask for cutlery. Cutlery, yeah. Yeah, I do ask for cutlery. I, did you notice I had my chopsticks? I, I didn't, uh, no, I noticed that you, yeah, I did notice you had them. I didn't yeah. notice them using them particularly impressively. But. I was excellent at them, I can yeah. tell you, compared to the last time, yeah. because as I was as I was watching a girl in the corner of the Japanese yeah. restaurant we were in eating so elegantly a ramen, yeah. I was in town a couple of weeks ago having, and I ordered a ramen, and it came with that big, huge... Ladle or ladle whatever it is, thing yeah. to eat it with. Yeah. And I cannot explain the mess no, no. I made of the table and myself yeah, you see, it's... I was covered and it was kind of like a tomatoey based red thing. Lovely. It was all over my face. Mm. It was all over my white top. It was all over my white trousers. I had to get the vanish out when I got home. I ended up tucking, you know, um, sort of like <laughs> I, if, if I had have got one of the waitresses yeah. gone past, I would have asked them for a tea towel to tuck in. Right. And when I gave it back, there was nothing gone out of it. You see, it's that's I know my limitations <laughs> and I'm not willing to even push at push towards them. I'm just going to exist there. You have your same. I'm going to get my knife and fork as I eat my ramen, you know? Yeah. So, and do you ever write poetry? I, well, I haven't. Uh, I think I probably did last write poetry when I was 13 or 14. Um, did you? Did I, you actually do that? I probably, possibly did, yeah. You do? Yeah, you're regretting yeah, saying yeah. that? No, no, I did. I did. I did. Yeah. I never thought of light sort of day. Sort lo- of love poetry? Or? Probably was, actually. Uh there so once anyway, was a man, no, <laughs> there once was a man from something type of love poetry. But no, I, again, I know my limitations. Um, okay. My limitations and poetry. And do you know much about poetry? I know a bit about poetry, yeah. I suppose. Do you appreciate it? I appreciate poetry, yeah. yeah. Good poetry. Yeah, I do too. Good Irish poetry, I like. I mean, arguably, there's nothing worse than bad poetry, yeah. I would say. So, they say I'm the number one. Yes, I'm somebody's son. My mother's number one. but. Only son, her only son, just grew up numb on the streets full of guns, tons and runs like many young sons. Yeah. What do you think of that? I actually thought it was better than some of the poetry. Did you? Did some of the gangland poetry. Um, what other gangland poetry is there? Well, I mean, there was, Ross Browning we're talking about, by the way, in case anybody hasn't realised that yeah, he has so, become a poet. The Kinahan's number one man in Ireland, as he was described in the High Court. Yeah. Um, a guy with a really long history of uh, associations with the Kinahan Mafia. Uh, a man who introduced, we can say, a number of hitmen to um, the the Kinahan directorship at a time when people were being murdered on the streets of Dublin. And a guy who's recently had his property, his compound in Garristown, taken from him by the Criminal Assets Bureau because it was deemed the proceeds of crime. Yeah. I mean, I think the the number one thing he's referring to, mm-hmm. um, which is the fact that the guards in during that high court proceedings describe him as the cartel, Killing Cartel's number one man in Ireland. Um, and obviously 
that's something that's said in court then by the guards. It's not a casual comment under cross-examining. It's given in in evidence and mm-hmm. that's there forevermore. Um, so I thought it was good he was referencing that yeah. rather than... Uh, uh, so he's referencing that and yeah. he's saying he grew up numb. Yeah. The streets full of guns, tons and runs. What does that mean, tons and runs? Well, I suppose tons is tons of drugs. Oh, tons of drugs, obviously, but the yeah. runs bit. I thought that was possibly... You know, drug runs dummy. or, you know, things like that. Or maybe it's just looking for a word that rhymes at yeah, the end. Yeah, possibly, yeah. No, I thought a dodgy so tummy, I, no? No, I wouldn't have thought so. Um, <laughs> well, possibly. I suppose... Uh, anyway, uh, no, look, I mean, it's, it's not... not, it's not I, I'm not on the run, he says. I just like the sun... How you spun this number one was very well done. Do you think that's referencing the guards? I think that's uh, referencing the so guards. He's not in the run, he just likes the sun because yeah. accompanying this poetry is uh, online videos. Like Ross is a man of little talk. He, he, he writes his poetry and he accompanies his videos, which are basically were treated to um, his fitness ability. He, yeah. in one point, is kicking a tennis ball. Yeah, uh, doing kind of keepy uppies and stuff and like that. It's actually do, difficult do, to do. Ask you to do that? No, no. <laughs> well, you can ask me, but no, I couldn't do that. And it's that, not that's quite quality. impressive. Uh, yeah, as a physical feat. And then he's pulling himself up on a roof. Now it doesn't look like he's in Ireland, all right. So he's, I'm not on the run. He says, I just like the sun. Um, now you see this bit. Now while I am having fun, enjoying the sun, you all enjoy the mun. Money. From how you spun this number one. Is that, is he referencing again the state or is he referencing Daniel Kinahan, who's the guy who's enjoying the money at the moment while he's now, Ross Browning is now broke, has had his uh, house taken from him, has had his uh, outdoor equestrian facility taken from him, has well, had well, his mother's that, see, house taken is, from him. This is, this is, this, this is, is the, the, big, the, the wonder of poetry. Isn't it? And the because big, you can read whatever you want into it. And yeah. I actually, when I read that, I thought, is he talking about poor Al Nicola Talent there? Well, you enjoy well, spinning, spinning his. Oh. And you're enjoying the But then the I'd be enjoying the mun. Yeah. So let's, now while I'm having fun enjoying the sun, you all enjoy the mun from how you spun this exactly. number one. Exactly. I thought it was Daniel Kinahan he was talking about. Well, it could be. You see, yeah. this is this is it's equivalent to I, like Seamus Heaney and or yeah. you know T. S. Eliot. One never knows exactly. I don't think Ross Browning said bothers with me to write poetry. To be honest with you, I don't no, think I'm that I important in anybody the, their the world. The guards, or is it about the, guards, the media? Are the high court? The high court. Everybody, girl. everybody from uh, maybe he's saying everybody, everybody else is making the money. Yeah, and he, poor El Ross, is just left with his tennis ball, which and he does keep up his. His rosary beads, as others say, because re- basically, look, Ross Browning. Okay, we're 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 kind of having a bit of a joke with it. And look, I mean, there's there's videos of him with his his fitness, and they're liked by many people. Nearly yeah. all his relations, actually, yeah, yeah, and very few else. I noticed that he had very few followers on yeah. uh, social media. I followed him, yeah, and then I kind of felt a bit exposed yeah. because I was the only one <laughs> yeah, that yeah. wasn't a member of his family. Yeah. Now, Ross Browning is originally from Hardwick Street, which we have described in in the past as being quite a stronghold of the Kinahan. Uh, organized crime group. His own father was a member of the the, the community against drugs yeah, he was movement. A, an, yeah, an anti-drugs activist in in the yeah. 1980s, I suppose it would have been. Yeah. Um a leading figure in that. Um but obviously Ross Browning in there he's referencing growing up uh, with his mother. With his mother. Um, yeah. And growing up around 
drugs and guns and things like that. And there's no doubt he did at a very young yeah. age. He was, you know, obviously associating with people that were still writing about, you know, 25 years later, like like Gary Hutch, like Gary Finnegan, Barry Finnegan, and then other other people that became serious figures in the Kinnahan cartel and ultimately Daniel Kinnahan himself. And Ross Browning was a member of the Corinthians Boxing Club, which, of course, is synonymous with the monk, Jerry yeah. the Monk Hutch, and yeah. with the Hutch. Yeah, and uh, he was, I mean, a childhood friend. Family. A, yeah, and an absolute childhood friend of Gary Hutch. Uh, Ross Browning, probably that was his his link in with the Kinnahan cartel, was mm. probably true Gary Hutch originally. Um, and like <coughs> all of those guys, the Finnegans, mm. I mean, they were all very, very close to the to the Hutch family even though they remained Kinahan loyalists when the feud kicked off. I mean, they were in and out of those houses all the time growing mm. up. Um, and like just, I mean, to think of the Corinthians Boxing Club and, you know, a, a club of any sort can be, especially when you're growing up, can be just so formative, yeah. you know, in your life. Some people are interested in, they're in youth clubs, some people play football, whatever it is, it is a formative thing and a lot of people go back to it as they grow older. But, um, you know, you can kind of, get a sense of that being part of his yeah. upbringing and family. And what we do know is that in later years and when things became dirty within the Kinahan organization, of which a number of members, including Gary Hutch, was, a, you know, it was a very significant part of. Yeah. They weren't a separate organization no. at one point. They were one organization. Um, like it was Browning that introduced, you know, those hitmen, those killers that first went for Jerry Hutch on Lanzarote Island in the uh, new year after Gary Hutch had been murdered and before the Regency Hotel attack, and who then provided the introduction with certainly Cumberton, who was um, convicted of Eamon Cumberton. Yeah, Eamon Cumberton obviously uh, lived not far away from Ross, where Ross Browning grew up. He would have been a number of years younger, so he wouldn't have been part of that kind of tight-knit circle. Um, but he seems to have become close to Ross Browning in particular while they were uh, working out in Ross Browning's gym. And that, we believe, it was the introduction of him into that role as 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 a gunman for the Guinness cartel. Mm. Um, he was convicted of wearing a Freddy Krueger mask to kill Michael Barr in a packed pub. Absolutely. And he, you know, so, I mean, Ross Browning, he's talking about being everybody's some mother's son. Mm. And, you know, I think the poetry um, is is a plea for understanding, is it? From, it's it's not a plea of, I'm a totally innocent man who's never done anything, but it's a plea for, I'm just some mother's son. And, you know, I'm not, uh, I think that's what it is. But Ross Browning has a, a sort of complicated, uh, History, really. I mean, I think people that that from that part of the inner city um, wouldn't have regarded. I mean, Ross Browning was being described at times as a gentleman and sort of a nice fella, a pleasant sort of manner. Um, certainly, seems to have in 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 a business he was running in a gym in Fibsborough. He seems to have almost become a kind of a new age guru type mm. and that you've spoken about before seems to have interacted with, with, you know, vegan lifestyles, all of these things. So he seemed to have had that going on and he was mixing with very middle-class people as well that were very into that kind of new age lifestyle. <coughs> Simultaneously, he was probably controlling a large part of the, the drugs trade within the city, mm. in particular in the Finglas area. 
Um, Where he was kind of like in charge of that cell, yeah. which was ultimately headed up by Trevor Byrne and which featured the the emerging flashy stroke Gucci gang yeah. as they were coming up. Really violent young lads and... Really you know, violent young lads. Loaded nearly from the kind of teenage years. 100%. And that was Ross Browning had a couple of key figures below him who were dealing with, with these guys who were, you know, sourcing drugs and other stuff for them. Um, but, you know, in another, simultaneously, Ross Browning, and although he's mentioned all the way through and spent a lot of time in Spain with the with the Kinnan cartel, he was also kind of uh, putting forward this other image, you know. Um, and he seems to have had uh, a bit of a crisis. Um, we were always told um, some of that crisis was driven by the death of a guy called Christopher Warren. Um, Christopher Warren uh, was... Uh, he suffered from a long-term drug addiction. He had a large number of convictions for really burglaries, very much petty criminality. Addiction-related. Addiction-related. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot a lot of convictions for really minor crime to feed his addiction. I mean, um, his brother, Christopher Warren's brother, had also, Paul Warren, had also been killed mm. as part of the Crumlin-Drimna feud. So he was, he, that had also been in his past... Um, but in 2012, Christopher uh, Warren was up in Fibsborough. Um, he seems to have uh, been involved in a row at some point a number of days earlier. Um, he'd appeared for what people were described as he'd been told to appear by appointment for a punishment beating. Mm. Um, and that seems to have gone wrong or you know, there's, it's nobody's ever been charged or convicted of it, so the full details of it aren't clear. But somewhere during a, a, a scuffle, he's, he was shot in the stomach, and uh, he was subsequently brought to a hospital in the back of a car and dumped outside the hospital. But mm -hmm. he died of his injuries. Um, now that was um, in in the Fitzroy area. Um, we were always told that that had had a terrible impact on Ross Browning. That's not to say he was there. But that that had sparked a kind of a crisis for him, um, you know, uh, the death of this guy, who was also some mother's son, just like many of the other uh, people that were victims of the Kenyan cartel, who were also some mother's son, as he describes it in his poetry. Um, and then at that point, Ross Browning had kind of ultimately turned to this kind of, well, you know more about that kind of new... Yeah, he, it was this kind of... Um lifestyle which involved dieting and I suppose embracing the it's raw food was it? Yeah, it was Where? all about raw food and and vegan and doing these particular exercises and your body's a bit of a temple I suppose and I mean you do build up like if you give if you actually don't uh eat any I'm gonna say processed food is it? No I'm gonna say um um like if you cut Fat. No, if you, sorry, if you take fat and yeah. cut protein from your diet, is that right? You build muscle. Well, is it not? You, you, you're going to definitely get a lot of emails saying get you're getting yeah. this wrong, but Jesus. is it not that you use protein to build muscle, no? And you cut fat out of your diet totally. Well, I'm just trying to think of that Tony Quinn diet because they used to eat fat, but cut, you know, then the muscle, would, like, okay, stop. Stop because I've never even been okay, on well, a look, diet, so I'm really bad at this. It's the same way as <laughs> right, like right, I've right. never, I just, I but just I say, just, just, just you know starting from the it. point you've got this all wrong. I've got and this we're all just, wrong, but, but there was but a was, diet. There was a diet, right? It was vegan, 
And he was coupling it with this special sort of exercises, which was building muscle. Yeah. So he was literally carrying no fat in his body, just yeah. muscle. Yeah. And I think to do that, uh, without delving back yeah. into those <laughs> murky sort of waters of food, but yeah. I think to do that, um, you know, it, you you literally have to be seriously strict on it. You can't deviate from those diets if you don't want to carry any fat but just pure but there muscle. There was also a spiritual aspect. <laughs> yeah, there's a spiritual as- aspect to some of these diets. And that's because apparently you get a little bit woozy, like because you're yeah. not actually getting a full proper diet. Anyway, I'm not sort of dissing yeah. Ross Browning's diet, but I'm just saying this was all part of it. And this spiritual aspect was, you know, to live for the moment and to peace and love and a lot of Zen and this kind of thing. Yeah. And he was having a crisis and they do say that he tried to get away. Yeah. That he tried to withdraw from the cartel and that Daniel Kinahan dragged him back in. Because, of course, he had made a lot of money and we saw the, the, the property. And this is slightly terms. where his disconnect is where I yes. see the disconnect yes. coming because, yeah, you can make a lot of money. We saw the property that the yeah. Criminal Assets Bureau took. Okay, Ross Browning's, you know, people around Ross Browning may be all wearing Hugo Boss. Yeah. Year. Yeah. But there are people around Ross Browning where he grew up that aren't and have been so heavily damaged by the drug dealing yeah, the f- of what he was part of and all those people that were killed. Um, I was only talking this week to somebody whose, say, grandparent was mm. a murder victim. And it's just so eye opening. I love speaking to people yeah. of all sorts and of, of every different background and every different experience. But this was somebody the murder of this person's grandparent, which happened before they were even born, yeah. has marked their entire yeah. existence on this earth. It changed so many different things that went on, you know, b- within the immediate family of the, the person who was murdered. And that obviously filtered down to his childhood. Yeah. A parent was, was, was you know, had... had had you know, he was, he was the child of a parent mm. who was utterly traumatized by their parents' murder, who never will get over it. And the, just the ripple effects, it's like it's like dropping a big boulder into a pond exactly. and watching and, the and ripples. That's, that's when you talk about Christopher Warren that I just spoke about. Yeah. His, his own brother was killed as part of that, that feud. Then he suffered from terrible addiction, came from a very respectable, decent family by all accounts, and, you know, left children behind when he died. So there's ripple effects the whole yeah. way through. And, um, you but know, it, my point being that, OK, Ross Browning, everybody has to have a way back. Yeah. From the darkness yeah. or whatever we'll call it. Everybody deserves a way back and everybody has to be welcomed in an attempt to come back. But can you come back with all the trappings of what you earned from that? Can you come back having been part of that, you know, murderous yeah, I mean, I think cartel when you say, it, without without accepting the damage that has been done to so many people, and they don't have to be just the immediate family that was murder victims. They can be cousins, they can be friends, they can be people who walked by a scene. Yeah, I mean, I think when he's described as the Killing Cartel's number one man in Ireland, um, even though he doesn't have many criminal convictions, like the Killing Cartel was not just a drug dealing organization that dealt to people who wanted to take drugs. It was also a murderous organization, yeah. and a, an organization that dealt in weapons and dealt in violence. So you can't be the number one man in mm-hmm. that cartel and just say, well, I'm just involved in drugs and money. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the organization carried out a lot more. And that's how the police describe them. They don't separate it and say, 
you know, he wasn't involved in this. So there has to be a redemption, but how does redemption come? Now he's Ross Browning is not is not on the run. He's well, not as far as I know. As he's we're not. talking, there's a new video gone up and he's on a tree that there's no bloody way that's in Ireland. <laughs> no, he's he's saying he's no. in the sun. He looks like he's in the jungles of Colombia or something. Yeah. Wherever he is, that's not the point of it. He's climbing up this yeah. incredible tree as and he's another poem written, which is grateful for this day. I hope you find your way to explore yourself and play. Take back your power today. Breathe and enjoy the sun ray. Blessings, Ross. Yeah. You know, is that kind of like that's his form of redemption is this for him and you know where is the acceptance of what has happened and I don't think there is a full acceptance no no there isn't and I mean it's it's it costs money to climb a tree like that as well so I mean I don't think Cab got everything and where is you know how can somebody who has been relieved of every penny they made from the proceeds okay maybe he's made some legal, legal money and he's using that to take himself off into some retreat where he's you know, climbing trees and climbing up walls and skipping and whatever he's doing and writing poetry. But yeah, you see, it's, you know, it, it's a complicated thing, is it? Like what, how do people, you know, redeem themselves? How do they walk away from crime? If that's what yeah. he's saying he's doing, you know, what level of responsibility do people have to take if they haven't been caught by the justice system? Um and, you know, you can see in what he's saying, he grew up around these things. There's yeah. no doubt that's true. He got sucked into that life as a very, very young man, probably before he knew any better. If he'd grown up in other circumstances around different things, maybe he wouldn't have ended up being involved in that. But there does have to be some responsibility, not just for... It does, because there's loads of people who grew up in Hardwick Street flats that absolutely is. did not turn out to be the cartel's number one guy who didn't involve themselves in that murderous drug dealing operation, which is just fueled by greed and by, you know, by yeah, having and this exactly. power and against... Is... Loads of kids grew up in that and managed to come out the other end of it and manoeuvre themselves without turning to that. So that's not enough, I don't think, from him to say... I grew up and there was guns and stuff around us and I was, you know. Yeah, I think it is It is true, but it's it is also not enough. And, you know, no doubt that when the, the few kicked off and he seemed to have tried to walk away and then eventually went on to play a role in that feud, um, you know, you still make your choices. They must, you must make your choices every day. You make your choices every day. And even then, I'm sure if Daniel Kinnan's ringing you up saying you have to do this and that, it's not easy to say no, but you yeah. still... Everybody gets a choice at, yeah. at every point. And uh, yeah, you, you you know, I'm sure it's... You can... Those people that are within the Kinahan organization have been, the ones I've spoken to, mm-hmm. say they didn't have a choice. They were terrified. And I've spoken to people who have lived under the regime of Limerick, I'm yeah. sure you have as well, yeah. where this terror exists. And, um, you know, they do feel that they have to say yes Yeah, no everything. doubt, no doubt. But then... You know, does that also equate to, by saying yes, you also gather all this money for your extended family, you gather this lifestyle, you you enjoy that lifestyle and you sort of willingly perhaps introduce people who will make money because well, no, you don't be- have to introduce somebody. You don't have to be the one that introduces somebody to to a murderous cartel that are going to slay your neighbours. No, and I mean, look, the reality is, I mean, if you look at Limerick, I mean, some people did say no. Yeah. Like, for example, April Collins. Like, I'm yeah. not saying that, uh, 
that you know she she you know she did say no and she, she decided say no. to say say whatever she had to say but and some people i suppose don't have courage maybe it's courage and you know maybe, and maybe they're devoid of courage some people maybe or maybe look there's there's always it's always possible to understand how somebody did what they did but that doesn't necessarily mean that uh you know, it's all over just because he wrote a poem and did a couple yeah, of videos on exactly. Instagram. You know, he gets the he's entitled to have put across his side of his life. Absolutely. But it doesn't mean that the, everybody else should forget about what happened either. People mm-hmm. are also entitled to to refer. And I mean, under Irish law, we're now entitled to say he was the Guinean cartel's number one man in Ireland. But that that is, you know, he he has to live with maybe something that he would like to put to the past. Mm. But the the past, none of us get to forget our past, unfortunately. No, we don't. And the bigger question, I suppose, here is, and, you know, we're talking about this. Why is he gone on social media to, as he says, writing my own story, join me for a journey within? Why does he feel he has to share this, obviously, moment of transformation again that he's having and this explanation? And he, he describes, like, actually, we did write a story about him in the Sunday world and he put up a thing saying thanks for all the extra follows and uh, follow me on this journey and you'll find the clues basically within what I'm saying but why does he feel that uh, he needs to share this? I think that this you know what happens I think sometimes with people in in, like if you look in in other countries say taking the US or in the UK you got a lot of people who were involved in criminality it kind of comes to an end in their forties, really their their peak of criminality. Now there's a few that go on, and yeah. but a lot of them run out of steam at some point in their forties. They and then they uh, that's what they're left with is yeah. their reputations and their their past, and sometimes they have to live off that in a way, and they spend a lot part of their lives. You see them on TikTok mm-hmm. explaining why they did what they did. They have a kind of a career of it. I, I don't know, but I think he's trying to recover some of his reputation. And the fact is that the, the Sunday World first wrote about Ross Browning, I think, um, in around 2014. And probably no other paper wrote about him for a good long time. Mm-hmm. Now he's all over the Irish Times and it's all over the internet. And this So is, he's taking his own, he's, he's sort of doing that yeah. thing, that citizen journalist. He's yeah. going to own his own story and it's tell it like yeah. he wants to. Yeah. Yeah. And give it a different, and maybe that's because his days of... bouncing a tennis ball. Possibly. Or maybe his days of at the top of the criminal ladder are gone. I don't know. Mm. I mean, we don't really know, do we? But We don't. It just looks all a bit daft, to be honest with you, to me. A lot of it. I mean, I think, um, you know, when you know the bigger picture, I'm sure if you just scrolled onto it, you'd think, gosh, that guy is really fit. He looks great. Here he is. Look at look how long he can manage to. What do you call it? Kicking or keepy uppies and stuff. Well, it's not a keepy uppie because it seems yeah, to be keepy no, downy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's. He's I don't putting know what the, it's the sole of his yeah, foot onto the ball. Yeah, it's, that's what it's a ask very difficult skill. No, it. yeah, it would be uh, for me anyway. I'll practice. Not coming here <laughs> no, now. Well, do I don't it. know. Um, He's probably looking at the headlines and saying these are unfair. I'm a more complicated person than that. My life has been more complicated than that, and that's undoubtedly true. Yeah. I mean, everybody's life is more complicated than can be said in a thousand words in the Irish Times mm-hmm. or in the Sunday world. But, you know, doesn't mean that the headline in the in the Irish Times or in the Sunday world of him being the cartel's number one man in Ireland is untrue. It is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know? I wonder, like, anybody who's kind of been to his gym or to his classes and all mm. the rest of it, do they really believe that he did 
he is who he is and stuff. I'm sure, you know, you meet these people, we meet these people all the time and you think, God, they're really sound. Yeah. They didn't really do that, did they? No. Yeah, you know? well, look, I mean, and I mean... People probably meet him all the time and think that. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure in, in his manner, by all accounts. But that's obviously not enough. He wants... I think he wants vindication. Who doesn't want vindication, vindication you know? Vindication what? That you're... Vindication what? What, yeah, what well, vindication Well, it's want? exactly. It's not... It's He's looking for a bit of vindication there, but not giving the full... That's why he's writing poetry yeah. as opposed to... I wonder what he'd like to talk to me. So listen, so glad you're back and then I'll be disappearing, but I'll be in. I'll... Will you be, be bullied? It'll be, it'll be full, like in total, it'll be a full month bar, this little blip. Yeah. That we haven't been doing our thing. Yeah. 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 But anyway, um, look, I will be in if anything major happens. Yeah. Great. You managed to miss a few biggies. Well, I'll keep, I'll, yeah. It was, it was good to get away after. Was it? Say. Yeah. It's good, good to have a bit of a break. Yeah. yeah. Not to be listening to me. Not to be, yeah. This is a break from the uh, work workplace bullying for a while. It's always good. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I'll see you over the next few weeks. Thanks, Nicola. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Claude Amini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary.